Hey guys, before we get into this episode, I want to let you know about our How to Charge a Client Guide, our 54-page digital download book that will teach you how to secure more money from your clients. From working with local businesses to some of the biggest celebrities and brands in the world, I will teach you everything I've learned about charging my clients over the past 10 plus years of my career as a freelance creator. In this guide, I walk through the process of charging clients step by step, explaining exactly how I analyze, negotiate, and land higher paying job opportunities. If you're interested in making more money as a creator, head over to shopbwnc.com and get the guide now. And we are back with another morning roast edition of the Black Window Cream Podcast, where every Wednesday morning, we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, aka Ben Real Verse World. And today I'm going to introduce my guest, or no, my, what the fuck's it called? My co-host. <laughs> Sorry, I'm excited. It's David Malave. And guess what today is? Today is his birthday. <laughs> Darren, add some fucking balloons. <laughs> add some confetti. <laughs> um, it's your birthday, dude. Thanks, man. I, I guess when people listen to this, it'll be the day after my birthday. But, but we're today, recording it. currently recording on my birthday. Um, happy birthday. Thanks, I waited. Bro. I We'll talk about it in a second. Um, today's topic <laughs> is the Grammy Award winning homecoming film. Is that what we named it? <laughs> is that the topic name? What's that? We just want to talk about we got a Grammy out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, With the yeah. little Netflix film part of. So uh, we're going to talk about getting Grammys. Um, and before I say the next thing, we're going to open up this little bitch. <laughs> Some shitty champagne from Ralph's <laughs> for the birthday boy. Um, but if this is your first time tuning the podcast, you're probably wondering what the fuck is Black with No Cream? Great question. Black with No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black with No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth and you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join we would love to fucking have you please join and without further ado i bring to you this morning roast episode and the second most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now Take some fucking notes, you bitch. Oh, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> All right, uh, the birthday. And that's why you don't pop it over the computer. Yeah, the, the birthday shit's on the way. Um, I, yeah, I spilt a whole cup of uh, something on my laptop when I was in Miami. And now my space bar and a lot of other keys don't work, and I'm pretty fucking bummed about it. So there's that fun fact. Um, and that's it for today, guys. And that's it for today. Let's get this one poured for Dave. Thank there you, we sir. go. Yes. So today uh, I walked in here and I've been trying to deliver this project because I go to Hawaii tomorrow um, for vacation. So I've been working really hard to get this project done. And I walk in here and then Dave came in here. I saw him at the gym earlier today, too. And I didn't think anything of it because I was just in my head. And then Dave answered a call from his homie. And the way they talk to each other. I heard something where he said, thanks, bud. And then I was like, what is he talking about? And then I looked, it was like I zoomed in on my calendar on my computer. I was like, the fourth, fourth equals birthday. Fuck, I was pissed. <laughs> Doug, you know what's funny is I legit was just going to 
I really wanted to see how long it would take till you figured it out. Because it's kind of funny. Today, you're like the only person I'm... It's possible you might be the only person I see today. So it was like, <laughs> besides people texting me or calling me, yeah. it was like, I walked in the office and I was just like, I could tell on your face that you didn't know. No. Nope. So I was just like, all right, let's see how long he goes. And I was I was considering the fact if we would have went all day today and left and then like Lauren would have said some shit and you'd have been like... I would have felt so <laughs> stupid. Because on my birthday, we were in... Uh, Cardiff and I tried to go the whole day without anyone knowing I think I told Dave at the very end of the day and then Dave made it a, a very aware to everyone that shit was going down yeah and then we had like a full we went all on fucking celebration but I think I think it slipped over my head because and it's funny because on my birthday this time you were you went somewhere on my birthday when I did the paintballing yeah we went that we went out the night uh, before yeah but then I went to Palm Springs that, right when you did your uh, right 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 I would, no, I was with you on your actual birthday, but yeah, we went to that a weird country bar, yeah, yeah, or some shit like that. Yeah. But um, this time you had like your girlfriend came into town. You guys all went and got a brunch and shit. And I wish I could have fucking gone. I was like slammed on the shit. Yeah, a lot of editing. We're gonna have to go up when I get back for a true birthday experience. Yeah, it's all good, bro. We've been up all over the world. That's very true. That's very true. Um, well, cheers, dog. Cheers, happy brother. birthday. Appreciate Everyone it. wish Dave a bir- happy birthday in the comments. Go flood his Instagram. Go follow him if you haven't already. I, Dave Malave on Instagram. And uh, add him on Facebook because you never know what he posts there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Me either, man. It's fucking sad. Um, what else? Before we get into the, the Grammy stuff, we did that video with my mattress. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you and I shot a video of my mattress. Yeah. So Dave filmed me in bed. Yeah. That's it's, it's just real. It's real, you know, conspicuous. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. So I linked up with Purple and I had this idea. Um, so they like gave me this mattress, which is sick. Right. Yeah. But I didn't realize like I needed a mattress. And there's a whole backstory to this because I want to talk about the video. If you haven't seen it, it's on my Instagram. Maybe I'll put a link to it in the description that Dave and I did where we basically like loop continuously and I'm changing positions. Um, and originally I wanted to just do like three positions just to show like, Oh, you sleep in the middle. You can sleep on the left and the right. And then Dave's like, yo, it'd be funny if you like progressively got crazier with the way you sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So then I started like sprawling out and then I'm like in a like fetal position in the middle and we just, you know, made it kind of funny or whatever. And I had watched it so many times looping that I didn't know if it was funny anymore when I was editing it. And I like texted to Dave. He's like, I'll, I'll just watch. And if I laugh, like, we'll know. And it was funny to you still, right? Yeah. Hell All right, yeah. cool. Well, I, I, went, to I, I, was literally, was I was literally dying when we were filming it because it was kind of funny because you wanted to kind of be in your like brand appropriate bag where you're just, it's just more like, you know, actual sleeping positions, only three. So it's very clean. Right. And then I hold some, I'm like, bro, this is your channel. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you want to make it like, like you. I, and then the minute you did like one of your funny poses, I was just dying. I was yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> you started like rolling over, you jumped in bed. That's so funny. I did the full plank, like yeah. the hard plank on the bed, head straight down into the mattress. No, but the whole idea of it was that, that we just wanted to continuous motion. And I thought it would be cool. Originally I was like, how do we rig a camera? with maybe a Ronin or whatever. And then I used the Insta360, the 1X to, um, to to create the sphere effect or whatever. So then Dave stood up on, we showed a BTS clip, maybe Darren can play it right now, but Dave stood on my my uh, TV stand or whatever and was able to extend out the, the um, monopod basically. So it was like bit right over the middle of the bed and was able to do this loop slash like walk across the counter and then come back into the mattress to create the effect that it was 
coming up and coming down and then i was able to like reposition it in 360 on premiere to kind of get this weird globe effect without having to make it too worldly looking i guess um yeah that was that was keyframe finesse for sure yeah it was to make it to make that motion seem like like it was some type of arm making the same motion yeah because it's hard it's really hard to get the same orbital motion every time right like especially when it's not like totally stabilized, even though the Insta360 is tight, by right. the way. Because you're doing it all handheld. So yeah. he sometimes he could get really close to the ceiling, sometimes it wouldn't be. But it's cool because with it being 360, I could scale out a little bit to, mat, like, match, to match it. You know what yeah. I mean? Or or scale in if needed, right. um, which I didn't think about. But yeah, so I had a lot of flexibility with that. And it was funny because in the raw clip, dog, I, I wanted to make a, a, VT, a video where it like shows me laying there and then it cuts to you and you're on the thing and you're walking like four feet, you know? And, and, and I'm you making have straight game face. Straight you know day what it focus is. face. You know what it is. Like, you're yeah. like biting your tongue and shit. Yeah. Like, guys, gonna cut his tongue Shout off. Shout out. I'm video. not attractive when I'm filming. That's for a fact. Nobody is, dog. And, uh, and I, I'm making fun of myself because I like would make sound effects with my mouth to like yeah it helps you get a smooth motion if you're like Oosh. you're like <laughs> yeah That's but anyway the video turned out great and i sent it to purple and the people at purple were like dying laughing and the said, whole the whole purpose of was it was it was like yo no matter what position you sleep in in this bed the bed's fire but it's, it's facts. comfortable that's facts, and I'm not saying this in a cornball way, like yeah. where people be posting branded stuff. We're like, oh my god, I got this bed. Like for real, for real, change the game. And I didn't realize this, and this is the backstory to it. Because uh, when I started talking to Purple, I told them this: my me in mattresses have ne- I've never cared, right? I've right. always that's the last thing. Everything basically in my life, aside from camera equipment, is like the last thing I could ever care about. I don't have any cool clothes. I never like we have a premiere on the twelfth. I have no idea what I'm going to wear. So I either have to rent a suit or I'm going to straight up show up in sweatpants. Nah. Like I don't invest in my anything else. Right. Uh, and then when we went on tour, we luckily with tour and B and J get provided really nice hotels. So we'd stay in these bomb four or five star hotels every night. And those beds were, and I don't know if it was just cause I was exhausted and I hit the bed, but it I, helps. it helps it, the bed changed my game. So I was like, Oh wow. So when I came home from tour, I got in my bed at home and like couldn't sleep. And then I realized it's because my bed is the bed I stole <laughs> when I moved into my first apartment in LA. It was uh, owned by Pauly Shore and Pauly Shore's house, it was his house and he had furnished this whole room. And so I, it was awesome because I didn't have furniture. And so I had all that stuff. And when we got kicked out of the house, they were like remodeling it. So we just like took a bunch of his stuff. Sorry, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. And so I took his bed, or I had, I kept it because no one was like claiming it. So I was like, all right, well, whatever. I'm keeping this bed. And when I got off tour, that's when I realized how this is the worst mattress ever, yeah. and that's probably why my back hurts. And so I started looking into it, and then Gavin hit me because we were doing all the Dutch Bros stuff, and he's like, yo, check out Purple. It's got this weird grid uh, feature that they have where it like sucks in your body in all these spots. And long story short. I got it and I was like, if it sucks, I'm sending it back. You know what I mean? Cause right. I'm like, I don't care. And I still have it. And me and Lauren went home for Christmas and it was the same thing where we went home and I slept in my parents. Shout out to my mom. She listens to podcasts, but my What's bed's up, way mom? better than your bed at the one that sleep. That Yo, I sleep my on. bed at my parents' place is awful. Awful? Now. Awful. I don't know what happened. You got when, another mattress. It's like we yeah. upgrade your own. You when I go like home, I tell them like, Yo, this, this bed sucks. I know. That's why I'm like, bro, this really it changed the game in it and I don't get like, I'm not sweating anymore. I'm not, yeah, I don't know. I could keep telling you all the dope stuff about it, but 
Invest in your mattress, people. It <laughs> for helps, real, for, sure. for real. Like, I'm glad it was cool that I got it, but now knowing, like, if I had to do it again, I probably would have bought a real mattress, like, when I moved to LA. Well, I told you, because when I got my place out in LA, I had been sleeping on a couch uh, for a while, and I, and you were like, yo, I would told, them, told you I was how much am I spending on my mattress, like, more than a thousand or something. Yeah. And I was like, nah, bro, like, I feel like this is worth it, because... I haven't been sleeping comfortably in so long. And right. so the minute I, the, like the minute I, I slept on a cot, on your cot, for the first couple of weeks in my apartment, and by the time I finally got the mattress and I had my first sleep, <laughs> yeah, you slept I woke up, I'm like, nope, yeah. the best, whatever mu- amount of money I spent, like, ever. Right. And it's crazy, too, because I've always just let that be, like, the my poor side of just me not caring. So it's like any bed I've slept on has been, like, hand-me-downs or whatever, and I never cared. And then moving here, I did the same thing where I slept on air mattresses with holes in it for... To almost two years damn near yeah. you know what i mean which is insane and then yeah so whatever slowly upgrading but to have a real bed like i'm like dude it makes sense why my uncle just invested in, you know what i mean where i got they spent like 10k trying to dial in their their thing but it's like because yo sleep is important and like especially when we create so much like having just gone to miami and worked all for the super bowl it was like four days didn't sleep at all came home worked like straight off the plane to work and then the time where I did get to sleep for a few hours, it was like, dog, it was changed the game. Whereas when I was in Miami, I slept in like, I'm pretty sure it was like this dude's daughter's bed, <laughs> that Andrew's homie's yeah. house. And we like slept in there and that was not the wave. It was, and the pillow that they have, they have their, like purple has a pillow and it's the same stuff. And I didn't think I, I wasn't sure if I liked it at first cause it was just different, you know? But now having slept on my parents' pillow and my old pillow and this one, I'm like, yo, dog, I can get you one. Yeah, I'm swear to God, it's, I'm, I, I'm my mattress. I won't speak say any brands because we speak in purple. But yeah, we are speaking fire. purple. Yeah, right. But yeah, man, so that's your sleep. I know. I told him I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll casually mention this on the podcast, but I'm like so jacked. Up yeah, I know that's shit. hilarious. But anyway, so what this all ties in to this whole podcast purpose of uh, we, you know, won a Grammy for Homecoming, the film, which is crazy. Uh, and me and Dave were both part of it, and it that feels pretty wild to say that you're a part of a Grammy award-winning film. Like, that's nuts. Is this nuts for you? It doesn't feel real, to be <clears throat> honest. Like, it's hard. Yeah. Um, you know, I felt, I f- like, just the way I came into it, I felt like I was kind of playing with house money anyways. So then to, like, I, it's not like I was surprised to see where it went by the time it came out because of how like mesmerized I was during the entire process. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and also I feel like as proud of I am in that moment, it was really your moment and I was more, I'm more proud of you and thankful for you for allowing me to like just be in that space and like make my impact however it was made. And then that evolved in its own way towards tour. But I think that's how more I feel about it. I feel more proud of you than I would myself. Yeah, but outside of us shooting the main, like the concert shit, there's BTS of yours yeah, that no, made the I'm, cut. You know I, what I mean? I'm, like super proud, I'm super proud of that. It's the crazy. Fact, the fact that I could even be in there and shoot, shoot some of the stuff during the documentary and mostly just learn and be a part of like the, the people and just like the insane process that went into making something so legendary. Right. And then even the film after, you really look back and you were like, it's crazy to think I don't think I we realized until we stepped on stage at Coachella just how legendary it was going to be. Like, I think during the process, we started more and more realizing, like, yo, this is, I think this is going to be crazy. Like, yo, I think we're actually going to be on Coachella. This is going to be crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, when it kept evolving, we were so involved in the process that it was hard to realize, like, yo, this might be, like, one of the most legendary 
music performances of all time of all time in, and, in the sense of like yeah. just global like splash um you know she her performing two years after had like taking a break and, and becoming a mother and all the struggles that came with that et cetera, et cetera. and it wasn't until like we laid back in our in our our respective rooms after the first performance where we were both like damn like that just happened you know right. what i mean man i don't think i really understood it until i saw the film like we you see all the headlines and all that stuff but to me it was like we like you said we're in we're dialed we're so dialed into the task you know what i mean like make sure you complete the task really well and so we're just at like high performance elevated minds yeah, to like locked unlock fucking greatness and and <laughs> make yeah. sure this is done the right way where i like there were certain elements i didn't i missed i didn't even real until i watched the movie and i'm like oh shit because maybe most like during one section of this part of the performance i would be backstage getting ready for some other thing and i never even saw that you know what i mean and this goes i think we talked about this the other day but it's, or maybe it was with ashley how like yeah that's they it. don't even see that dancers don't get to see a bunch of the performance because yeah, they're always they're on stage quick, they're in quick change quick and they're change. not seeing like this other performance going right on. so yeah. i would be like like two things that i had witnessed didn't make sense until i saw the the, the link and i'm like oh shit I'm like, I didn't realize that that's what that was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I remember watching the film and being, and like really being like my m- mouth was on the floor. Cause I'm just like, Holy shit. I had no idea what that was. Or I never knew that they put that up there on the screen or et cetera, or whatever. Like you just miss certain things because you're doing your task. But, um, even after the performance, it's like, you see the internet go crazy and you know, it's dope, but it's just dope. Cause it's in general it's Beyonce. Yeah. It's just, so you're just like, Fuck. she breaks the internet just by like step on stage. Yeah, exactly. Know? So it's like, like already crazy, but then then for so much time to pass and then the film comes out it's like we had already done a whole nother tour you know what i mean we've been on the road that's that's what's crazy almost like a year later basically the film comes out and you don't you hadn't thought about it because we go straight from finish the show to tour mode and now we're rehearsals and all this stuff so it's like you don't even think about what you just did and then all of a sudden your tour is done you're thinking you're off the high of tour like man that was crazy that was crazy and they're like coachella film and you're like oh yeah i forgot we did this and then they play you watch it and everyone's going nuts again and then you see the actual impact you see what the full like from a to z is in her creation you know what i mean her direction and ed's direction like for them to actually like take all the pieces that they got and really crafted like a real story for yeah it came from the heart which was tight i love it yeah i was like damn and you know what's crazy out of all of it did we watch it together at the house yeah. we, we liked I've, it watch the premiere i've right? never seen it i haven't seen it tw- since then me either isn't that weird yeah it is weird i was trying to screen record some stuff from it the other day and then like and i was like busy but i was trying to knock it out real quick and then i just watched like 15 minutes of it because i was like damn that's crazy i should watch it again we gotta watch it i I don't know why i haven't i just haven't like put a slot of time in my head to want to watch it again like i don't know if i just needed to like soak in or find myself in the right spot to watch it again it's just super weird but it's like i mean i don't know it's crazy because like i'll be at a bar and like so one of her songs will play and I'll know exactly where we were standing. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Or I know the pain in my back or the the, the handoff and having to like chase behind you with in the, the cable thing hooked up to the backpack. Like That's the thing that when it, the first time I watched the, like that's what you're thinking of the first time you watch it is like, I knew that set like by memory front to back. Oh, yeah. Like in terms of choreography, in terms of everything because that was like kind of my job was like, I studied that thing top to bottom and I had to knew where like, had to know where to be, make sure you knew your next move, but also just like I'm a huge admiration of uh admirer of like the work that Jaquel and Chris did in terms of like just the insane amount of 
choreography like perfection that was going into like getting 300 dancers and bands to just create this like right. art piece behind her you know yeah. what i mean and uh and the when i when i watched it the first time i was just remembering like you just remember like oh when that you know when that pyramid was we were in rehearsals and i remember when jacob was sitting there and he he said oh this is how we're gonna do her this is how she's gonna walk down or you you saw like them rehearse songs and over, over and over again at like the beginning stages and right. just like think back to all those memories and i think that's the coolest thing about it it's like we'll always remember that time in like the best way possible well it's know? like think about you watch travis scott's last netflix film <coughs> or uh I was just watching Taylor Swift's film too. It's like, it's so dope when you see them be like, and then I think it'd be like, whatever. And then all of a sudden it cuts to like the best stadium and there's the party never ends. We got to live that in real life. You know what I mean? Like seeing like destiny's child rehearse and practice and sing acapella together. And you're like, holy shit. Like, why am I here? You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden it's like, and they like rise up and you're just like, damn yeah bro. like real this moment we we knew this moment was gonna happen for two months and then it really happens i think that's the coolest thing i was thinking about this today because i'm like reflecting <coughs> for my birthday i think that's the coolest thing possible that i'm so grateful for in terms of like what we do is that part of it is like the thing i'm obsessed with is like the creation of the music and the process that it takes to just become what it becomes when it finally is released but exactly like, it's like that but like in the travis doc when you see hear him like the first moments of him kind of like cup coming up with the flow that turns into like mm-hmm. one of these smash hits right and then you see them get hyped off the song like right when they come up with like the first hook or yeah. whatever is like that's what we got to experience in real life and then for it to just like become so monumental on that world stage was like surreal um for so long that we never really took it in i think even like i remember how excited and that's what made me want to be a part of shit like this was like watching like i used to study you know big sean all the time and Mac Miller and all these people like that were making tour vlogs but Big Sean I think Carson did it but there was like these little recaps that he would do in like two minutes and he had like a border that would go around the outside of the video that is basically he pre-did Gary V before Gary V did his podcast timer thing and he would do it around the border of the whole thing and it would match the length of the videos but there was one episode I remember that was like he was like in the back of the bus and he was like showing someone his idea and it was like, mercy, thirsty, and he's just mumbling out the idea of it, but you hear kind of the beat and then all of a sudden it's cutting to mercy in the music video and they're in the white garage and Cuddy's in there and you know what I mean? And I was like, that shit, it's like, fuck, that's so sick. Like, that's so sick. Could you imagine seeing that process come through? You know what I mean? To be yeah. a part of that and to be the person that kind of either captures it or is involved in it or creates it or whatever. Like that's always been so inspiring to me to like, and my favorite part, this is my favorite part is no matter like we were on our shit and my, like, uh, there would be like, so me and Dave met, we kept this, um, uh, we had like a notes app that we shared or whatever. So we could tap into it and we could like check off. We had all the songs and we had all of our notes of like positioning and, like where camera to be moves, camera where moves. Where we meeting at, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah yeah and so like we'd have we'd be updating on the fly and and that was like our bible and then during coachella like we had to live off that because sometimes our headset wasn't working so like we'd have to know exactly where to be and the best part was like i think jay came out um and maybe there was somewhere where i was on the pyramid and i was trying to get you to see me like you were supposed to come up and you're just like <laughs> I've never seen a, like a kid in a candy store watching the enjoying the show and just like so caught off guard just like I knew in your head like because I'm watching it and I'm thinking about it the whole time I'm like this is crazy that me and Dave just met you know what I mean like yeah technically just like met and then you're sitting here like 
enjoying it. I'd be like, Dave, I'm trying to yell from the pyramid, Dave, because there's no I think way there, I, get I think there you. were a couple quick moments in the first weekend that I just got Star- caught so memorized. Not mesmerized. starstruck, but just struck. Like by- you, but it really, the show really drew you in like that though. Right. It really like, like there was no moment where you're just like, oh, I'm going to be chilling. Right. Like, the whole time. And everyone in the crowd was like that too. I do remember that because I had to run up the side. There's fire going off. Like, get the camera, but also there's fire. Watch out for the fire. Right, watch out for the fire. There's band, there's trumpets and shit. There's fucking things that you can hit. There's big drops. Massive drops. Oh, my God, man. It was such a, it was such a wild. You know what I think of the off, the, I think about the most often in terms of this doc was, I think it really was like a, a bell ring to the entire music industry. And I think Travis is like the first iteration of something that follows in the sense of like, with these tours and, artists and and their their careers and album releases etc like the preach is always content 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 like let's put out content now and that's still like key obviously like the more content you're putting out like share things on tour share things that are happening daily share process the song etc but what uh parkwood and the team and what we were able to create respect them but what we were able to be a part of in terms of like that moment was so massive and you have the live cut that people were sharing right but imagine how much how crazy that content would have went right away but for it to sit for like a year almost and to develop something that's going to last forever now with Mm -hmm. this film is like so much more powerful and lasting and like the impact it made in terms of like sharing the message of the film sharing the message behind her inspiration of why you know it was created for you know hbcus and etc it's like um, now you see like it shows the importance of people documenting like these artists these artists are, are like walking history you know right. what I mean in the sense of like especially when you get to love with Beyonce like everything they're doing is one day going to be looked back on right. and having that documented at all times and having like a grand plan for it is so impactful and if you can turn that into a something a piece that lives longer than that Instagram clip you dropped or just a, these little recaps that just go and die Right. You know what I mean? It's something like crazy to think about. And I feel like artists are kind of starting to pay attention. Like, yo, we need to ha- be documenting at all times if they weren't already. Right. Like document, 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 because all these moments are so powerful when you put them all together to mm-hmm. share the story of something that's like impacting the world, especially right. like these artists that are going crazy. You know, they, the cool thing to me is like, and you tell me getting started, being thrown into the mix, into this project, right? how massive it is and how exposed we are and how the access we had to shit. I think what's cool for me to watch for you is how it set you up to understand a lot of like key points in this game or early. And the same goes for me. Like when I got here and get thrown into Chris's doc, it was the exact same thing. Like just it's Chris, you know what I mean? It's Chris, Beyonce, whatever. It's like, being able to be tossed into the, the shotgun and just be able to like observe and see all these things changed my whole thought process on who I was and how I was able to navigate what I liked, what I didn't like. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you feel like it is for you? Especially well, in that- I was, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day. I really feel like, I feel like that entire Coachella experience was like my, it was college mm-hmm. or like a master's in whatever it is film production the industry uh like you know like the illest music industry like the the illest like grad school that could have ever existed because i was just not only was i tapped into what we were doing but i got exposed to like every other department at the highest highest level of what 
everyone else's roles were and how ev- all the inner workings of it happened, how this show concept was being developed and, and that entire process, like I look back on and I think it was like, it advanced my career like four years Hell yeah. in three, three, four months. I really think so. Cause of how much I was being exposed to every day and learning and, and, uh, I'm super grateful for that. I think. That, that, that's how I felt with Chris is it's like getting in there and seeing all the moving parts and understand how they move taught me a new language. You know what I mean? And I would meet people like Craig's house, Craig's house, people be pulling up all the time and, and you know, different creators or people that are established and maybe like, I don't know, however, however it'll come to be. Someone will be like, yo, this is Ben. Ben's doing blah, 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 blah. He's doing, editing Chris Brown's documentary all of a sudden. Oh, where, blah, blah, blah. how long you been here? And I'm like, uh, like nine months. And they're like, nine months? What the fuck? Even a year and a half by whatever I was saying I accomplished in a year and a half, two years, three years, four years, even at this point, four and a half years. People still look at it like, holy shit. But it's because the immediate download of information I was able to obtain by having access to that. It's like, I love how you said, it, cause it's like to me being a creator, you know, when we look at this shit, it's like, you can go pay for school. You can go to UCLA, you can go to wherever you can go to film school, wherever, uh, you can pay for master classes. You can study all you want on YouTube. Um, you could try to find mentors, etc. People pay top dollar for people like Jacob Owens and all these people to take their, to do whatever the, um, you know what I mean? To have them be a coach yeah, and, exactly. and all this shit. Like to pay to do that. Like to try to advance yourself, like, you know. To try to find fundamental learning and yeah. figure out how to be the shit in this industry. And you want to do it by learning from other people. And it's like me having access to Andrew and for some reason Andrew feeling like I was worth his time catapulted everything about me to a whole nother level, right? Otherwise I could have just been chilling at Craig's and trying to figure it out and talking to people, all the bullshit people that come through the crib every once in a while and talk about whatever the fuck. But having him accept me somehow, like there's no dollar amount that could pay for what he put me in the position to do. It's invaluable. It's invaluable. And there's no like book that would have taught you that either. Isn't that crazy? Like there's really no YouTube video you could have watched. I feel like with Black and No Cream, we really try to like, contextualize like that type of experience and give it to people like every single week with episodes right. and, like hope they take home what they take home from right. it but you you can never replace real world experience from with like you can never replace real world experience with just like things you learn and it's important to learn everything but i really do think personally that um like where i was at when i went to coachella versus where i was at December of 2018 after we had done Coachella tour and that South Africa run mm. like I would look back at my old stuff and would be like I'm a def- I'm a different person like yeah, I took yeah. I took everything off my I like shut my site down and and cuz I was like the person that I was before I left and the person I am now is it's it's not even comparable like the things I learned like the way I felt about myself as a creator the things that I was able to do and and like the way that I shot was completely different my style completely changed like I was just a different person and, right. and that entire experience was like an acceleration. And I think that's why it is important to, and I think we talked about this on the mentorship episode and that was kind of like what I was saying was getting exposed to situations that are like above your pay grade or like above where you currently are is the way to advance yourself faster than you would imagine because it's like the only way that you are gonna grow is when you're faced with some challenges or some shit you don't know how to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that was basically what I was experiencing for an entire year was like, oh, cool. You were shooting like EDM shows in Austin, Texas. Well, now you're, you know, assistant camera BTS for one of the biggest 
performances <laughs> in history. You know what I mean? Figure it, then it's like, and it's like also figure it out because no one has time to really explain you anything. So, so here it is. Right. What you got to do? And it's like, just point that motherfucker. Right. And I'm, I'm all day just like, I ain't supposed to be here. Right. You know what I mean? But, I know, but it's, you know, the confidence and the self-belief to be like, no, I am supposed to be here. There's that's a why reason I think why this here. is like the cool, like, that's why I think it's so cool that we're like business partners and, and it makes so much sense because the path is so fucking similar. Right. Uh, but the viewpoint is slightly, the viewpoint is like different enough. I yeah. Feel like. and, Where, and, and we can both bring new things to the table. You know what I mean? In a yeah. sense. Whereas if you were just like a dumbass, <laughs> if you were just like, what do I do? And I'm like, do this. And you're like, all right. And then I'd be like, you have nothing to give me. Like where Andrew, like I wanted to come in and find ways that I could offer anything I could to elevate him. You know what I mean? And I feel like I was able to do that through certain expertises that I developed before that. You know what I mean? And, and then you coming in, it was the same thing. It's like, how can you add value to me? There was several ways that you were able to add value to me, which made it easy for me to be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to fucking put this dude on. You know what I mean? Like, let me put this dude on. I think it was the same for Andrew. Like if I got to ask him about it, like why the fuck did you, let me co-edit this feature film. You know what I mean? Like yeah. massive feature film that everyone's seeing because it's so controversial and all this shit. And I co-edited that. Why? The fuck. I was literally, I didn't even shot cool EDM shows in, in Texas, bro. I yeah. shot fucking old lady workout videos. <laughs> Shout out, baby. And my own rap videos. Yeah. Like, that's crazy, man. That's no, really I, re- I really do think that was the mindset that we, like, we locked in on was... Um, and that's what I started this whole podcast. If you ask me how I felt about it, I was like, I, f- I feel proud to be a, to even have been a part of it. I feel proud of what I did on it, but I really feel proud of you because that was your moment. And my role a lot of the time in that moment was to make sure that that was your moment. And right. it turned out that was like your, the growth and we've talked about it and right. like the shots we were able to create and like our role in the actual show. Um, that was a team effort that we did together, climbing, right. climbing those ranks and really like figuring our, our place in the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, the success is like my role in helping you succeed. You right. know what I mean? And then in that, I succeeded. Right. So, yeah, facts. So, I think we preach all the time, but like, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't a place for me to come in and be like, I'm going to be a hot shot. What can I do? Because it's like, hell no. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Okay. Well, you can't. You can't. The best no saying, way. But like, what, what, what do, what can I do? How can I be the MVP of like camera ten? Right. You know what I mean? How can I be the MVP of like Ben's BTS team? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, cool. Well, this is th- these are some things that are taking up your time, or like, it seems like you should be focusing on this. And but other people are telling me there's like these five other things we got to do. Let me go do all the all those other six things. Or that early ass morning where I'm like, bro, I'm fucking tired and I don't need to do this, but you got to go to the venue or to the studio and start those fucking time lapses at yeah, 5 yeah. a.m. <laughs> and you had to walk your ass over there and no, do it. I was hyped though. I pull up and I'm like, this is crazy. I'm tired, but I'm talking to, talking, what was the stage manager's name? I was thinking about this other day. Terry? Terry. Yeah. Talking with Terry, he's like, "What you doing?" I'm like, "He's like, you spying on us?" I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm climbing up the, I'm setting up all these time lapses, and the whole time, bro, I was looking around like, this is insane. It is insane. It's that's like amazing. crazy, man. But it, think about it. I think that's a that's a testament to people that do pull, think like that they can pull up, feeling like they have it all figured out. You tell, I'm telling you right now, you do not. Like I guarantee you, hands down, I fucking did not have it figured out. It probably looked like a dumbass, and was able to fucking. Re- recuperate or recover myself you know what i mean but like if you come in thinking you've got it figured out and you've never done the shit you are lying to yourself you can we always say it say yes till you can say no and act like you fucking do but be very very 
slow pace and how how you like kind of push into that boundary because if you come into it full force or you come into it acting like you're the shit i, I witnessed it the other night we were on um a shoot and i'm not gonna say which shoot it was I just don't okay <laughs> and there was like uh two different photographers that kind of beef with with each other and it was weird to watch because i'm like that you're tarnishing your guys' names right now and creating drama for the client. You know what I mean? Right. But it didn't need to happen. And it was in front of talent. So it was like, just just stop. Just get out of the way. You don't need but if you come in here and acting like a bullhead and you're gonna sit here and put on a fight, then you're gonna look weird. And if you come onto any set, like or if you would have came on and acted like you knew everything and I would have been like, Oh, cool, go do this and then you go to do it and you fuck up, that came back that would come back on me. Yeah. Cause like, who's this? What happened? I think that, that never would have happened because the relationship we already had, even though it was over the internet, um, was like, like I was aware. Yeah. Right. Like, well, and, and we already built a relationship. Like I was already like helping you with all this stuff. Right. But you know what I mean? I was you already been like, to, yeah, oh, I, never, I can, I could do time-lapse and maybe you've never done it before. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then you go do it and you're like, so what? I took 10 pictures. Are those good? And I'm just like, what? And yeah. then we missed it. Or well, you know what? Shit. That was what I, I was so grateful for also was there was no room for that type of stuff no. like it was like no one was going to forgive anybody for oh this sorry this is my like first time no right. like this is the biggest one of the biggest artists in the world like go home right you know what i mean exactly. so it was like there was no room for error right it was figured out yeah and like if you need to ask someone a question ask them a question but just provide value so it was like cool there's there's editors there's there's editors there's these there's a show director, there's all these people and they're asking me to do stuff. And as long as I can do all those things at the highest level for them, of my ability, and then make sure you shine, then we're going to be fine. Right. And it was just head down. Think about that. And you had a whole different route. Um, but there was no, there was really no room for, for, for error. Like even yeah. with you, like you, we were, we had really had our head heads down for like three months straight. That's why I like didn't, it passed by real quick. And I also like just, made sure i like i like i said naturally's interview i didn't make friends with nobody didn't give two fucks about who who anyone was you know what i mean like i was just like i need to make sure i film this shit really well yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know who that person is i don't know who i don't care i'll probably never see these people again they could they don't care about me you know what i mean i don't know i just need to make sure i do a really good job and then and then when we get on tour and then all the dancers in the band will be like, nah, we want, we know you. Like we saw you everywhere. You were everywhere. I'm like, I mean, there was 150 of you guys. No, we I had made, no idea. Like we, they always knew us. Cause like we would all like pretty much the feature camera in the sense of like, if all yeah. the dancers, are, if all the dancers are standing there, like they like, know that this friends. is the camera. Like we didn't become, I didn't become friends. I didn't, I don't know about you, but I no, didn't I become didn't. friends with anyone, but Jaquel and Chris kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, Jaquel, tell tour. It was mostly like the show creation, like that show creation team that we came yeah. friends with. But it wasn't until, it really wasn't until um, like one of the first couple of shows when I finally like, the, the f first time we really got to put out content and I was creating content for all the dancers and I like got all the numbers and texted all to them and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah, exactly. That was when we really became like friends. Yeah, because then people but, knew what it was. Yeah. Because they hadn't seen the film. The film didn't come out till after tour, you yeah. know what I mean? And then they see it, but... I think the shittiest thing about all this, bro, is that this news came the day Kobe died. Yeah, man. And that shit was such a bummer because I didn't even think about this. Yeah, I haven't sure thought about it. this till today. I'm sure you didn't. And I know I called you because Lauren literally texted me, or no, we're both with each other and we both got, um, out of all the fucking media sources possible, <laughs> uh, Citizen. <laughs> Citizen was the way we found out about this shit. Well, TMZ is the one that broke it. 
but citizen must someone must have posted on citizen and i saw it and then i called you because i'm like dave will know and then i was as i answer as you answer i'm like never mind this is just some bullshit you're like no it ain't bro like i'm fucking gonna break down on set right now like this is sad as fuck and i'm like oh my god and then we then like two hours later i'm like what are they even doing like what's going on with the grammys and i turned it on and um steve and aaron went up and got the award and shit i'm just like like this is such a crazy shitty feeling right now because it's like so cool that we won this and so terrible that this dude and everyone just lost their lives in this and the craziest thing was that like the grammys are at staples center his which house is, which is like kobe's, kobe's house. house you know what i mean so the fact that there are people showing up outside of the grammys are creating like the shrine and the memorial that right. that was they're actually having to take it down like now <coughs> yeah I saw but that. it was all week of flowers and outpourings of like letters and gifts and all this stuff and you hear a report that like they're having to ask people to like leave because the Grammys are coming right. and everyone's in LA is like fuck the Who Grammys who cares yeah fuck the Grammys you know this I mean? shit rigged that's yeah. what people are that literally was like the news article that this shit's rigged right yeah. now like that, that was like a crazy drama leading up to it too but yeah that sucks it's like you'll never forget that but what's what I think is you just get lost in all the as soon as someone dies, you start paying attention to all the media and the past things that they were saying. You're like, well, let me listen to what they're saying again. But Kobe, I feel like, because I remember Lewis, our documentary that's coming out, if you guys are listening to this right now, pull up to the fucking premiere. Go to greatness.com. I don't know. I think the tickets are actually sold out, but you can hang outside and we'll chat, talk to you. <laughs> uh, but Kobe's in the end of the, after, at the end of the credits, he plays like a snippet of his interview with with Kobe talking about uh, his like definition of greatness and shit. And when you listen to this dude talk, it motivates you and it makes me feel like, like I'm on the right track. You know what I mean? Cause he talks about his track and how long his stretch of road was to get to where he was and to accomplish all he did and how hard he worked and all this shit. And it's like, if you, if you feel like you are doing enough, you're definitely not. If you compare it to that guy, you know right. what I mean? Facts. Which is crazy, but fuck that sucks so much. Yeah, man, I think uh, I'm glad we did this, though, because even with all the Kobe passing, like that was heavy. Um, but I feel like even when you po- you posted a couple things and, you know, it all went crazy and everyone's commenting and sharing it and stuff. I think it's important because I feel like you weren't afraid to like celebrate it. And I feel like even me personally, and I know other creators are almost like no one really wants to sit there and like toot their own horn or be like this happened and we're so focused on nah the next thing because that happened a year ago for us yeah right so we're already past that right tour happened you know what i mean so we're like still we don't feel that we're not satisfied with anything and i feel like it is important for us to sit back and be proud you know i'm hella proud i just Um, didn't want to i didn't post i think i didn't i waited till like three days to even talk about it because i was i even like posted a story like yeah i know i i know we want to because people messaged me like oh my god you guys want a grandma i'm like yeah i know like I'll talk about it later. You know what I mean? Like it's not, now's not the time. Like the only thing I could do is call my family and be like, we want a Grammy. I have like, my mom's reaction is funny as hell. But like, I would just call people because it's like, dude, I'm not going to fucking, what what am I post? No one should have posted shit that day. You know what I mean? Like anyone that's posting all these videos of like Kobe. For a couple days. I'm not, I'm not like a fucking basketball fan, but yo, I know Kobe. Like I know Kobe. I remember watching the uh, NBA finals in LA, my first time in LA and they uh, who were they playing boston celtics and when it was like 2010 uh this had to have been like yeah 2000 anywhere between or like 2008 12. 9 10 11 yeah. and it was my first time coming out here they to visit played my the homie. magic and the celtics celtics was the finals yeah. right so I, and i the fact that i know that is crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's pretty like you gotta be happy for me and i like remember um we went to a bar in long beach and it was packed wall to wall everyone wearing lakers shit and 
like Kobe played his ass. Like everyone went crazy, but Kobe was the only person I knew. That was the only name, you know what I mean? Besides the Lakers, but I had, we had beer and we were like, everyone's spraying it. You buy a beer just to throw it in the air and everyone's yeah. going crazy. Like the energy behind that shit's so nuts. And then to walk around here, to take my Uber, to go to Miami, to go to the airport, the guy's sitting here like, yeah, man, crazy, man. It's crazy. Like this is, is this town, man. Like everyone's going to go nuts. Like everybody talks about it. You walk anywhere. Yo, did you hear the shit about Kobe? Blah, blah, blah. Like it's cra- like unreal how, and I feel like whatever memorial service they do in LA is going to be through the no, roof. It's like, be crazy. It's going to be insane. I, I, I think, think we'll be in Hawaii. They're, just, they're waiting for uh, like Vanessa to like kind of call the shots. His, right. his wife. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I I was reading and there's like you know talks of it being like at the Coliseum so they can fit like eighty grand people, eighty thousand people. Because yeah, they have to. everyone's going. It's it, I mean Nipsey Staples. Nipsey Staples, 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 Staples. Nipsey did Staples and, and Staples like too small for, through the for roof. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy, man. Man, I thought I had the fucking videos of my mom. Uh, reaction it was pretty funny, but maybe not. I do have the BTS. He'll post the BTS from that that mattress shoot. But but damn, man, that's crazy, bro. This was like the coolest shit to hear. Uh, just so you know, because I was like, oh shit, I missed it. And the Grammy goes to. It's cool, right? Homecoming, Beyonce. Like that's just so fucking dope. I called my mom. I called my sister. I try to call everybody, but apparently I don't have it on my phone. Must have deleted it. Crazy man. Anyway, uh, yeah, dog. What a wild year. In a couple of years. Yeah, it's been dope. Um, let's see. Let's. How do we wrap this up? The morning roast. We got the questions of the day from our Patreon community. Um, if you want to have a chance to have your, have your questions asked on the podcast, you can sign up now at jointhehomies.com and ask your questions in our private Discord channel, and we will answer them like we are about to right now. Uh, today's question is from Kaiser. Kaiser said, I got a question. I'm going to send this one to Dave. While you were on the road, how did you manage your relationship with your girlfriend? Distance is obviously hard enough as it is, but being across the world adds more pressure. Thanks, Chance. Motherfucker, I got a girlfriend too. Yeah, and he been, he's been on like two two tours. Two tours that, across the world without my girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was like reading that shit like, hey, what the fuck, guys? Are, uh, no, but you take the wheel, champ. I mean, that's the hardest thing, right? I think uh, the first thing is, you know, you you hope that your girl has the like understands that um the the tour likely or whatever you're doing across the world is likely like the realization of your dreams Mm -hmm. so that comes first in the sense of like they're proud of you right right so then that should take like that's always the underlying feeling is like yeah it sucks we're away but like i if i'm speaking from my girlfriend's perspective is like i know you're fulfilling your dreams and that makes me happy right but we talked about all the time like we talk about it um it really just comes down to like communicating. I think like, let's say if we're talking in the sense of a tour, it's like you want to call at least like once a day if you can, you know what I mean? Like keep, keep them involved. It's like you want to, if you can send snaps or send pictures or keep them involved in the process because you're going to be doing all this crazy stuff. And then if you're not talking to them, it's like you're just kind of leaving them by the wayside. Right. Um, so it's really just like communicating and keeping them involved, calling them, telling them about what's going on. Um, you know that's always the hardest part too because tour really be frozen like real life be frozen and you're on call 24 hours a day so like the hardest part would be like oh shit we got to break away like we get it's hard and then we'd be like let's go eat some food we're in paris and then we go eat food and then all of a sudden it turns into drinks and then you're having good conversations with the people around and then you realize it's like 5 a.m and, 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 and there's a 12 hour difference or it's like yeah. whatever difference yeah i mean it's it sounds easier than it is it's not like, easy i'm telling i that that would be the formula but it's trying to do that the, at the best you can because also it's it's 
tough because you're usually in such like once in a lifetime opportunities, whether it's like work or the fun part after it. It's right. like you don't want to be stuck on your phone, but it's also like we would you would find time to like break away, have a good conversation, catch up. Like you want to know what what's going on with them, and then key. get back to the to the, to the work. Um, big shout out to everyone that leaves reviews on our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, each review helps us reach new creators. We like to highlight the best reviews each week and send a set of Black Window Cream stickers to those Black Window Cream members that support. Um, so yeah, if you want some free stickers, you should drop a review, which is dope. I don't think you can leave reviews on Spotify, can you? I don't think so. I think it's just Apple that does reviews. But honestly, if we get more reviews, that means that like the podcast goes higher in the rankings and shit, so that's dope. This one I thought was interesting. Uh, the title of this review is called Warmed Up To It. Gave us five stars. Shout out. The name is But Butts, like B-U-T-T, B-U-T-T-S-S-S-S-S-S. So But Butts. And he says, I'll be honest. I didn't think this was that valuable at first, but as I kept listening to more episodes, I got to like it more and see the different types of artists and creators on here and have grown to be inspired by many of them. So super wide, so super wide variety of people and different lessons to take from all of them. Thanks. <laughs> I'm like, I, I think it's a really, it's cool because it, it, the podcast proved itself, but I'm interested to know how this he or she came into it and what it was that they watched where they're like, this is, this shit ain't valuable. Fuck you mean, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> I wouldn't do this if it wasn't valuable to everyone else. What do you mean by that? Hey, but, but hey, but, butts. we appreciate, we the, appreciate you, your, your journey of liking us. Yeah, we do. Appreciate we really it. are glad you're on team BWC. Uh, send us your address and we'll send you some stickers for sure and please tell when you do dm me please tell me what it, how you came into it because it could be maybe they came in on an episode that was like from back in the day where it was just trash trash like me just rambling about we'll, some shit we'll, we'll let her we'll figure it out whoever, yeah whoever super butts, butts is. Um, all right that's it for this episode of morning roast a little bit longer than normal make sure to check out the latest podcast episode with brandy marie king we just dropped that on sunday and definitely stay tuned for this episode on sunday with ty rogers to talk about what it's like working on uh this uh, what do you call it? I was going to say extreme sports, but that's not true. Sports side of shit. Uh, yeah. Football, cre- creating, college football, creating NFL. for football, basketball, you know, yeah. um, big athletes and, and sports brands, which is tight. So yeah. check that one out. Um, new episodes every single Wednesday and Sunday. We'll see you in a few days. You bitch. Also, happy birthday, Dave. Love you, death dog. Thanks, brother. It's been fun doing this shit. Hell yeah. Um, go go fucking throw, throw some comments in his Instagram or something. Comment on here. Anything about Dave's birthday, we'll accept it. Go light it up. You heard me. Bye.